Welcome back, Webheads. It's DeMarco. As if we haven't been here for a few minutes already. Yes. I don't want to touch it. <laughs> context. context. <laughs> it's cursed. <laughs> you guys know the voice of my brother, Steven. Hi. And today we got two special guests. We got Gabe. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's me again. He's back again for another week. Yeah. And we got Gustavo. Random, just sitting here. So. <laughs> yeah. Still appreciate you being here. Thanks. Yeah. So when you said um, earlier, or one of you guys said that it's kind of like some Batman yeah. stuff, it reminded me of uh, the Amalgam Comics stuff. Oh, yeah. Because they have, uh, that was when DC and Marvel characters just got pushed together mm. and formed into one, and then they had Dark Claw and his... Uh, kind of that looks better. Though. Yeah, this I would, I would fucking read. Yeah, that looks. Yeah, yeah that. Whatever it is, I don't. No, 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 no just yeah, keep no, it down. I, I can't unsee it. So yeah. In looking at that cover again, I noticed. I pointed out to Gustavo. I was like, "What's in the center of his chest?" Yeah. Let me see. It's like a. It looks like someone just jammed putty. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Like a, a yellow giant turd, just like going down the center of his abdomen. And also the Fox Searchlight X. Right? On <laughs> That's what we're <laughs> Sponsored by Fox. Hey, you know what's fucked up is I know somebody with a smile like this, too. <laughs> and all I keep thinking of is, is her smile when I see this, Damn. which is not good. Yeah, the only thing that looks badass is her claws. Now, if this was real life, like, mm-hmm. if mutants were real, this would be a real life mutant. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, yeah, this is... Yeah, this Besides I would. Besides his actual powers, just seeing a man like this, like that's a mutant. Yeah. Fam, if I never saw his claws and he walked up to me in the streets, <laughs> no, I'm calling. You know who I'm calling? I'm calling Orcus. <laughs> and you know, imagine like this is actual Wolverine, so he's like five foot two. He just walks up to you. Oh like, god, he he'd be shorter than me. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> even worse he just a big old bulgy yeah. five foot two guy <laughs> with that sm- with that mouth walking up to me on the street i'd be like all right first off he just escaped from something mm-hmm. secondly i don't know if i have to before he got to me i'd be screaming for help <laughs> just help, help. <laughs> just, hey bub <laughs> oh no no without those lips i don't think he can say bub <laughs> oh probably not Say oh, Oh, man, he's even saying words wrong too. Nah, I'm good. All right, guys. So um, we're still talking about that Wolverine revolver issue from last week. Um, It's still haunting our dreams, or sorry, our nightmares, baby. Um, But we are here. What are we doing this week? Uh, I think we're talking Spider Man. Spider Man Two. Spider Man Two. What a fun time to be alive. What a disappointment. <laughs> Wasn't it? We, um, we'll we quickly get into what we've been up to since uh, we're recording a back-to-back today. So we kind of already went over that with everybody on their phones. Get off of your goddamn phones. Look at you guys. Look at you guys. I was looking at Spider-Man too. <laughs> okay, alright, can you stay on the phone? I need this. Yeah, alright, go ahead. Uh, I was actually supposed to start off with what we were doing. Um, yeah. How I was telling you guys, I just celebrated our anniversary mm-hmm. at Danny's. Uh, yeah. That's Friday. Um, I told you guys we went to dinner, went to the bar and everything. The following Saturday, or the next day, we ended up taking the ferry from uh, Alameda down to San Francisco. And we went to a rage room. I don't know if you guys oh, yeah. Yeah. Dang, those are fun. Yeah. Dang. So okay. that was like our first one that we've gone to. And yeah, it is actually pretty fun. Yeah, it looks like to it. To go in there and just break shit and like just keep smashing stuff for like the fun of it. Danny had a good time. But it, it's hot. You get hot in there. Yeah, rage is hot. Man. It's because yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a fiery motion. <laughs> Did she surprise you? And she's like, no, nah, I don't need a bat. Just give me the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> He turned 
<laughs> but yeah, we we did that. That was pretty fun. I recommend. I've done it once before, and the well, worst thing I did was a vacuum cleaner. The sucky part was like this one was like a little bit smaller okay. than like the other one, so it was really just like a bunch of like wine bottles, um, some metal, and some tires in there. Nice. So it wasn't too much, but. It was fun just grabbing like a wine bottle and just like hurling it against the wall a couple times. Nice. Just yeah. getting baseball Doing shit you've been doing your whole life just in an appropriate <laughs> yeah. setting. Yeah. No one there to stop me or anything, <laughs> and, but to encourage me. Yeah. <laughs> no mom saying, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> the bird my wine bottle. The person this time, what are you doing? That's wrong. Throw it hard. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's what I was what I've been up to. All right. Uh, Gabe, what about you? I'll make it quick. I forgot to mention, which is good because now I have content for this episode. Uh, I had family in town. Okay. Uh, they Some came in from Indiana. The other came in from L.A., but they flew in t- from L.A. together. They met in L.A. Mm. Came this way. Yeah. Uh, which is nice. Haven't seen them in a while. They got a chance to see the house for the first time ever, which is cool. only bad part was um, they unfortunately became part of the uh, the Bay Area bipping that's been oh, going on. No. Yeah. They, they had that rental vehicle. Stepped away for... Maybe 40 minutes. In the city? Yeah, in San Francisco, uh, outside Fisherman's Wharf on a main street, broad daylight. That's the uh, However, just like a typical San Francisco weekend, uh, it's not just that. They had a great time thereafter. I made sure I stuck it out with them every day thereafter and showed them different sides of the city so they could really see what it's about. And also, hey, it's not just that. So, yeah. uh, you know, things got better. Uh, some things that were able to be retrieved were able to be replaced. Um, but they loved it. They're like, hey, I can't. Can't wait to come back. One of the best standout moments was uh, my after going to El Techo, it was the rooftop yeah. in the mission. Great spot. Uh, we had dinner. My aunt's like, I really want to dance salsa. Do you know where to go for that? Now, your boy has not gone out to salsa dancing in a very long time. However, the waiter was like, I know a spot. It's on the other block. The Valenciano. Hit that up. And the dive bar turns into a nightclub kind of oh, a thing-ish nice. ish, uh, afterward. Super cool. We are out till like 2 in the morning. Damn. Good, good time. Really good time. Um, nice. I would, but I was sore for the next three days. So nice, but you know, I need some lidocaine. <laughs> Either way, family had a blast. Uh, stepped into my roots, and uh, definitely sweated out some of that uh, that meal. So yeah, it was a good time. All right. What about you, Gustavo? Oh gosh, uh, mostly writing. A lot of writing. Okay. I actually made notes <clears throat> before I left on my latest graphic novel. I have one done. I sent that one out to be published um, yeah. to see like if somebody wants it. Uh, I, the person I sent it to ended up reading my zombie story that is now up for being published. Like I finally got signed to get a deal and get that published, so that's a trip. Um, but one of the people who read it rejected it, but I was more interested in her like wanting to take on the graphic novel anyway. So the fact that she read the zombie story, I was stoked. I was like, alright, now like you know my style, you know how I can write. Let me show you something you are actually interested in and see how you go with that. Um, so yeah, so that's that's it. Like like I said, the publishing thing was a trip. It just kind of happened. I didn't expect to get hit back for a while. Usually it takes months and months and months. Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> I sent a um, sent query letter, a synopsis, and you know sample manuscript stuff um, one week. And then like by the next Tuesday, I had a, one person hit me back and like, hey, we like it. We want to like take you on and I was like okay cool responded and then because it was a new process for me I had no idea how long it would take to get a contract or anything like that uh, so I didn't hear anything for like a few days and then I started checking my spam folder and <laughs> nothing was there and I was like alright fine I'll just wait and then like a month later that same person was like hey we haven't heard from you so do you still want to move forward like if you don't respond to us then we're going to um, delete it after 30 days. And I was like, oh yeah, like I responded the next day. I never heard anything back. And I was like, and I didn't want to pester you because this is all new for me. And they were like, yeah, we actually responded that next day as well. <laughs> and then it probably went to your spam folder. And so two days, like the first two days, I just deleted stuff out of my spam folder without oh, thinking about it. Yeah. And, then, and then I was like, oh, so that's exactly what happened. And so I got that, finally got that first contract back. And then like a day before that, I had a new offer for a contract. And so, and I got that one right away, so I got to compare them. Um, And the second one that I got later on was definitely a better choice. So I signed with them this past week, sent them the full manuscript, sent them the blurb that I had to come up with, author bio, all that stuff. Um, And then I definitely let the other person know, like, hey, thank you very much. Like, I didn't think this was possible. 
Um, so the fact that you reached out wanted it, I'm super happy about it. You know, just to be curious. But yeah, for a little bit, I was tripping out for like two days where <laughs> my eight-year-old self was like, dude, you wanted to be a writer since you were eight and like now you have two options and you your dilemma is having to pick between two people yeah. to publish your book. I was just like, what a weird dilemma to have. Like just something unexpected. So yeah, zombie stories up and running. Um, and then yeah, the graphic novel series I'm stoked on. Steve's read it. So uh, the second one is even better, I think. Like the first one's good. It gets you kind of hooked. <coughs> the second one goes back into like bit of a spoiler the second one goes back to Victorian London but it's a steampunk style so okay yeah major major congratulations on that Uh, I'm obviously going to say that but you said Victorian London and my first thought was the great Dickens Fair that happens in San Francisco so you you will always have a fan out of me if you put anything in the Victorian London era yeah Especially zombies, so thank you for that. Okay. It won't be zombies. This not, not a spoiler, though. No, no. Yeah, the graphic, the graphic novel is not zombies. Um, something totally different. But the, yeah, the zombie story was a lot. I love zombies. Like, can't get enough. I have all the Resident Evils on Blu-ray. I have nice. um, my, my favorite Call of Duty to play, Call of Duty Black Ops 3. Because just as zombies <laughs> there is the best I've ever seen and had. Um, I've played The Last of Us 1 and 2 multiple times. I can't get enough zombies. I can't. I haven't watched The Walking Dead, though, which is unfortunate. I tried, but I just fell asleep. <laughs> yeah. Like, after the first two or three episodes. And my girlfriend was like, yeah, um, I watched the whole thing, but it gets boring. She's like, I'm not gonna lie. Like, it is hard to get through. So, I was like, right, cool. I'm not the only one. But, yeah. So. That's fantastic, man. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is fun. Like, the zombie... Thank you. Yeah, yeah. The zombie story was super fun. Like, I enjoyed it. That is middle grade, so that's for, like... Um, I put the age range from 12 to 17 years old. Obviously, anybody older can read it. Um, but it's, it's, a, it's called Life Lessons of the Zombie Apocalypse. And it's all about, basically, kids having to survive a zombie apocalypse. And it goes into um, kids who are, like, gamers. One of the main characters is a gamer, and he really kind of, like, preps. He loves zombies almost in the same way. But, like, he's kind of ready for it. And then he has his best friend, Flo, who's a bit more quirky and kind of punk, but she, like, kind of balances them out. Um, and they're... So the, it starts off basically, like, uh, a school assembly, like... What is it called? Spirit Week assembly. Mm-hmm. And they're the older class, so, like, they go in last of the assemblies. And then, um... You remember Montoya, right? Mm-hmm. The morning announcements at Yeah. That whole first scene, that's, like, what I based it off of. And I had to think of something else to say that wasn't that same saying. <laughs> Make it a great day or not. The choice yeah. is yours. Any, think, Every goddamn day. Anybody who went to Logan who heard that saying, even if they ever heard somebody just say, hey, make it a great day, immediately you're going to fill it in with, or not, the choice is yours. It's just, and it's just there. Like, you can't get away from Every it. Every goddamn day. <laughs> 17 years later. Still yeah. happens. Yeah. At my high school, one of the common things the principal would say would be, leave your goddamn drugs at home and don't bring them to high school. <laughs> So what was it like having Clint Eastwood as a principal? <laughs> um, but yeah, so like that, that, that was really cool. Like just, they, it starts off the assembly that during the morning announcements, the principal's like coughing and they don't like know what's going on. And then it just kind of kicks into them figuring out that, oh man, these are actual zombies and uh, they meet other survivors along the way. And they, the zombies, that was, I think the funnest part were like figuring out how to make the zombies more unique. Like, mm. What is something I haven't seen before? That would be, like, just a little off, but, like, also new. And so, yeah. And how the zombie virus spreads. Like, it's not the bite or anything. It's a little more gross, but it's fun. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all the zombie talk just gave me a new idea. Yeah? Yeah. What if, uh, what if uh, like, the zombie apocalypse was more just, like, COVID, where it's, like, you don't really have to worry about them, like, biting you. They're just kind of, like, walking around. And then, um... I'm not going to tell you the rest. <laughs> Dang it. Okay. As, I, as I said it, it was kind of fizzling out of my head. Like, this is probably not that great of an idea. The zombie sneezes. Achoo! Yeah. No. I haven't, I haven't quite worked out how, they, how you become a zombie yet. But. Oh, you just sat here and had the idea. Of course you have. <laughs> just give me some time, all right? It's a fresh idea. It's a fresh we'll figure so, it so out. So it's COVID, and they're walking around. Basically. So far, so good. Yeah. We'll get there. You can't miss. It should work. Um, so we're talking Spider-Man 2, yes? Yes. Yes? Yep. 
Um, you did you hear? The, did you listen to the the first one we did a few weeks ago? Yes. Okay. So we left that one with um, uh, Peter Parker coming back into his home universe, yeah. the six one six, and uh, deciding to look up if there is a Miles Morales in his universe. And he looks it up, and then all it says is, oh, my God. And then it ends. And then it ends, and we don't get a resolution on that bitch until five years later. Five years, I sat there just thinking, oh, my God, like, what's the Miles going to be like in 616? Is he going to be, like, cool? You know, Mm -hmm. what kind of powers is he going to have? Is it someone we already know? And in the second one, we get the answer. And such a disappointment. <clears throat> so ter- so not even almost doesn't seem worth it to even talk about to be honest honestly it doesn't <laughs> do you think they forgot where they were going with it in five years or well, was it i mean it's the same right i yeah same writer same writer so it's like you know he had the plan but and honestly i feel like we don't even need to tell the whole story because it just fell flat so i don't remember how where it starts but we find out that what Peter sees on the computer at the end of the first one is that it says there's there's no Miles Morales. Like, no results pop up. Yeah. And so he's just like, well, nothing's there. You know, not even, uh, you know, like you search your name. Someone he's else might group. pop up. But yeah. The name just doesn't show up at all. And so he's just confused, you know, but doesn't think anything of it. Just, okay, there's no other Miles. And so they go about their time, whatever. Uh and then, like, something weird happens that gets them... What happens in it? I forget. Um, fuck. I'm going to have to edit this episode. You say that every episode. Yeah. I know. I don't like editing that much anymore. It's not fun. <laughs> um, I don't remember what happened here. I know... I could imagine what would happen yeah, is know. that he realizes... There's a whole bunch of Latino people named Miles Morales. <laughs> He's like, oh, wait. Someone yeah, that's something really I didn't up. understand. Like, you're just going like, to Google bruh. a name? Like, there's, and there's not one? What if he looks different? Like, what if he just... <laughs> like, you know how many times I've Googled something and it's like, no results? That's only happened to me like twice. <laughs> I've Googled like the most random stuff and gotten results back. And he puts in Miles Morales... And not one comes up. He's like, I'll do my job. Huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I tried. Oh, fuck, man. Where is it? Somebody talk. Okay. Okay, thanks. Uh, in the midst of you searching this, I do have a quick thought that I was just wondering. Yes. Uh, it's about Gustavo. It's not about y'all. So you can't okay, and that's where. So works. Gustavo, um, I had recently done an event where I introduced um, a couple of authors and one illustrator for uh, recognizing their work in the publishing space or in the creator space as people who identify as being Hispanic, Latino, Afro-Latino, etc. Not sure if any of those things are labels or titles you ascribe to, but just knowing and understanding the minimal amount of representation that we have and how it is slowly growing, but specifically in a a space like zombies or just graphic novels kind of a thing, how... How did that, or did that play an influence on what you're doing with your piece of work? Because you hear these guys talking about the graphic novels and the things they read yeah. often. Like, yeah. what's thoughts on that for you? Uh, it doesn't play too much into the graphic novel. Like the graphic novel, I definitely want. Like I always want representation. Because like I mean, growing up, definitely like you said, Afro Mexican, like everything. It's just like man, there's not much out there for me. Like for the longest time in Mortal Kombat, I thought Kung Lao was Mexican. <laughs> Because yeah. he threw his hat, and I was like, oh, I'm trying to get some Mexican hat. <laughs> Throw this some yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like, man. like I was convinced so much. I would tell everybody, like, yeah, he's Mexican, he's Mexican. And then, like, I start playing it again and seeing, like, the new Mortal Kombat, especially, that came out, and I was like, there's no way this guy is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was, but I was hoping. Um, but yeah, like, in the first one, I definitely wanted representation, especially since they were kids. Um, I have LGBTQ, uh, I have Hispanic, Asian, Ukrainian, flows Ukrainian, American, um, Vish is, um, 
black and white, I think I had a mix. Um, but there's just a plethora, like I wanted representation for everybody. I wanted everybody to feel like included. Um, so that was really cool to like, I don't delve into it too much, um, with, with Vish a little more, um, with like how his mom was a single mom and, and what she always like told him growing up of why they had to move away from her family because she's white. Um, and how they kind of looked at him like an abomination and like something was wrong. Um, and she, in, in the story, like not too much of a spoiler, but in the story, she tells him like the reason they don't like him is because he's their cure. Mm. He, he is something that they need in order to like improve who they are and they can't handle that. You know, most people can't. But Nobody likes can't. taking their medicine. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. um, so that was a really like, that was a pivotal moment for them, especially because I build up the character and relationship between um, adults and, and the children in it, like, and there's their parents and everything, basically going from past to present. So in the present zombie apocalypse outbreak, they're trying to survive and, and gain to, like, get together. But then I do a lot of flashbacks, which was fun for me, where you get more of the story opening up and what's happening. And, okay. Um, even, like, chapter four, that's my favorite one. You meet, you meet Izzy, and um, she's transgender, and, and her story begins a little further back, but, like, uh, you meet her as she's escaped a conversion therapy center. Oh, and, wow. Yeah, and so in the flashback, which was really fun um, to, like, be able to implement with a doctor and, like, they're, they're kind of, like, twisted views on morality and how they try to push them, basically, onto these kids and, like, the effect it has on these kids. Um, and so the zombies come and like near the end of that whole chapter when you you see Izzy and like being there and, and how long and what brought them there and everything um and at the end of it you, you just see kind of the the justice of it where Izzy is so much more humane and understanding and peace driven even though the people who are kind of asking for her to like show them mercy and all that um wronged her she still doesn't like take it that far to to mm. kill them basically because they're not technically zombies they're like turning or whatever um so that that was good i like doing things like that where <clears throat> my antagonists my bad guys will always have a sense of like morality that seems almost justifiable mm. to where like anybody who reads the antagonist and what they're going through um, maybe you saw it too, Steve, in the mm -hmm. first graphic novel, like with Kristoff. Um, but like some of the stuff they say makes sense. And then you're like, whoa, like it's weird that I can understand where they're coming from, but it also shouldn't be like yeah. this good. Yeah. Because it does speak a lot in society and stuff like that of just points of view and perspective. Um, so yeah. And then the graphic novel you have, eventually you'll have, uh, a descendant come in who's also going to be transgender and they are the descendant of Edgar Allan Poe in the third graphic novel. Um, and then, but the first one starts with the descendants of Sherlock Holmes and Jekyll Hyde. <laughs> and then the second one, like I said, goes back into Victorian London and it kind of plays into, you get more of an, an opening in society and, and um, this kind of syndicate group and, and all they've played into and what their goals are in the, in the system and outside the system and, uh, Moriarty's part in it and all that stuff. So, yeah. Nice. Thank you. That was a good question. I appreciate it. I got a homie who's from the UK, specifically London area. So when that comes out, I'll make sure I share it with him. Yeah. See if he catches any lingo or something like yeah. that. <laughs> so, thanks, man. Yeah, thank you. It's like, hey, you're from London, right? <laughs> hey, you're, you're, read this. <laughs> I got a story for you. <laughs> All right, so I figured I, I figured out where we are in this okay. Spider-Man thing now. Uh, you jumped the gun a little bit. A little bit. Um, you old gun jumper. For some reason, uh, well, we won't know until later. But for some reason, right now, Miles and Peter are uh, are they? They're tied up over like it looks like they're on a fucking what you call it? a runway. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah, for pl uh, airplanes. Okay. There's like a burning airplane around them. They're tied upside down, just hanging there. And uh, this plane is getting ready to take off. And they're like, we, we got to get to that plane. We got to stop it. Because if not, who knows what's going to happen here. And 
You're just gonna sip that right now? Oh, I thought you were gonna continue. <laughs> I was, and I forgot where I was going, so I was kind of hoping. I kind of looked over, hoping you were gonna. <laughs> co-host, not gonna co-host, huh? <laughs> and you got this. <clears throat> no, I don't. But then the plane starts taking off, um, and we don't see how far they get with it yet. And then we get uh, a flashback, and Miles is in school, obviously doing the same shit he's always doing, being late for class, um, still being on top of his shit somehow. (laughs) (laughs) And um, we cut over. It it cuts a lot between the both of them. At this point, do we kind of have to explain um, the fact that Miles is in a different universe? Yeah, I don't think we explained it too much in the when we were in the last one. So he's so, not from this the main universe. The yeah, six the six one six is the main universe. Miles is from sixteen ten. Mm-hmm. Um, but in after that first Spider Man story that we did last time, um, he ends up in six one six. Yeah, so it, the secret wars happen. Mm-hmm. All the universes kind of like got destroyed and then they became one universe or one planet and then that got destroyed and then universes kind of came back, except for Miles' universe that we know of. Yeah. And so he's been living in the 616 universe kind of like as if nothing had happened. People just remember him being there, but he's not from that universe now. And so in this one, yes, like Steve said, uh, they're out, they're just doing their thing. Peter's fighting a villain on the street. Miles is in school. Uh, while he's at school, though, this giant robot head or piece just lands in the middle of the school. It's New York. <laughs> Things happen all the time. Uh, but he need he knows he needs to go investigate because he's Spider Man. So he he suits up, goes to this big purple beam that's shooting into the sky, which is pretty much uh, the same beam that they saw in the first story. Yeah. So they're like, we remember what yeah, this led to last time. Him and Pete meet up. They're looking at this portal trying to figure out, okay, like, what's going on? And then out walks uh, Taskmaster. Yeah. Uh, and they're just like, oh, shit. Like, this guy's <laughs> no joke. Uh, and then from there, I think it skips. Uh, then, well, right after Taskmaster comes out, the very next page is um, this guy who... He looks like he's straight out of, uh, what's that movie, Scarface? Yeah. Yeah, he looks like he's he's big-ass mansion, palm trees in front of it. Get the yayo. Scars all over his face. and um, He's walking his little white dog yeah. to the rich neighborhood and everything. And nothing really happens with it there. Um, but all we know is that his name is Mr. Or the lady that he's talking to calls him Mr. Morales. Oh, dang. Yeah. And then we, that was the end of that one. We get to the next one, and um, both of the Spider-Men are there, and they're just trying to figure out why the hell Taskmaster Taskmaster, um, is coming through that portal. He walks through the portal with, like, this giant sword. Yeah. It's, like, blood dripping off of it, and they're all just, they're they're just sitting next to each other, just having a conversation, just, like, (laughs) staring at each other. Yeah, like Peter's literally just standing there, like, like what the hell's like going on? I'm gonna um, go grab the food. You, can, you think you can hold it down for a minute? Sure. All right. So they get in a fight. Uh, Peter's like trying to give advice to Miles this whole time because Miles has never fought Taskmaster before. Mm-hmm. So while they're fighting, he's like giving him like advice, like, don't do this, don't do that. And Miles is like, should I grab a pencil? Like, you're always giving advice. <laughs> Doesn't Taskmaster, like, doesn't he uh, mimic? Yeah, so he copies any power that he sees. Or not power, but, like, the moves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he... uh, he, Yeah, he's able to pretty much, uh, you know, take them on pretty easily. uh, But he gets away. And Peter goes to the warehouse to kind of search, like, what's going on? Like, why is this portal back open? Uh, And then we jumped Taskmaster, who got away in his van... Uh, but he gets a call from somebody, and they don't seem too happy with uh, why he's here right now. And he's just saying, you know, 
we're, we're getting it done. Everything's still according to plan. Don't worry about it, this or that. And then uh, Miles had caught up to him, and he didn't take any of Peter's advice, and he went <laughs> after him, like, head on, and gets his ass kicked. Uh, and then uh, he finally, get, Peter shows back up. Uh, Taskmaster sets a distraction. He blows up his van. And then Peter and uh, Miles kind of get away. But uh, while he was on the phone, he heard uh, Taskmaster say Miles Morales. Miles heard it. So now he's like, why did you say my name? Like, if there's no other Mileses around here, why are you, like, how do you know who I am? And he thinks it's some sort of, like, Mysterio, like, some sort of trick or something. Because that's who they fought in the first uh, Spider-Man. But it wasn't, and now it's like kind of playing tricks on his head. Like, if you say I'm the only one, and I'm not even supposed to be in this universe, why is this? Why is my name popping up? Like, this doesn't make any sense. Sounds like a love triangle thing. Yeah. <laughs> so Miles is like, he's all in his head about it. He's all in his head about a girl at school too, and just like his place in this mm-hmm. universe, and like where where does he fit in? And so this whole thing of not having another Peter. Or another Miles is like really tripping him out. So Peter takes him to uh, his friend Jessica Jones, who has her uh, investigative yeah. uh, alias, uh, private detective company. So he even asked her to look into it, and she couldn't find anything. She's always drunk, <laughs> <laughs> or at least trying to get drunk. <laughs> so she's just like, yeah, there's there's nothing. She's like, that's not always a good thing or a bad thing, but it's not always a good thing either. Like. If there's nothing coming up, that means someone's gotten gotten rid of it. Yeah. And so uh, she says that she like searched far and wide. She went to places like outside the city, different places, different villains. Couldn't find anything. Uh, and then we jump back to where the story originally picked up, where they were hanging in the airport hangar, uh, and we see Miles chasing after this airplane that is taking off. But it takes off too quick and he loses it. And we see Taskmasters on the plane with Miles Morales of this universe, who uh, obviously has a ton of money. Um, his plan wasn't really to even meet Miles or Peter or anything. He just, he had a totally separate plan. But now that he knows that Miles is alive, he wants him dead. So he doesn't want there to be another Miles Morales. And that's where that issue ends with them taking off, but now he wants Taskmaster to kill Miles. And we go into issue three. With this one, we find out this is like the origin of uh, Taskmaster, or not Taskmaster, Miles Morales of this universe. Uh, we find out before uh, Kingpin, Wilson Fisk was, before he was the Kingpin, he was uh, sort of like a hitman for one of the mob families. And he ends up taking the fall for something that happened. You know, he's fine. He'll get out of jail soon. Uh, So he's in jail. But all these other guys in there, like, they know who he is, so they want to kill him. And uh, they put him, or he gets, I think they put him in the cell with with Miles of this universe. And he finds out that uh, this is a favor all to, uh, from the crime family. Miles got put in jail for something his cousin did for the family, but he's fine, so King Fink shows up, and he's like, look, we're both going to get out in a couple of weeks, just chill, you know, we'll be fine. And Miles tells him, oh, someone paid me to kill you, too, but I don't want to, I'm not, obviously not going to kill you now. Yeah. So they become friends, uh, and basically they just protect each other in jail for the, the whole time that they're in there. Yeah, I, um... Also, too, Kingpin bit off somebody's nose in jail. Yeah. In, a, in the middle of a fight. The old penguin. In the shower, yeah, too, that. right? Yeah. Uh, no, I thought it was in the cafeteria. Oh, yeah, that's cafeteria. Yeah. Oh, the guy comes back in the shower. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's such a, if it wasn't, that's such an intimate moment. <laughs> Nibbling a man's nose off in the shower. I don't, that's. <laughs> yeah, so the Kingpin, the guy attacks him in the cafeteria first. And uh, the fight gets broken up and everything. Uh, but then later on, Kingpin's taking a shower. And the dude comes up with them with the shank. No one else is in there. Yeah. And they get into a fight. And uh, the dude has pretty... Well, he took, like, a mutant growth horm- hormone. 
Hormone. Huh? Hormone. <laughs> so he has superpowers now. Okay. Uh, and so he's able to hold his own against Kingpin, but Miles yeah. ends up taking him out. And so... I Yeah, Miles stabs him in the back, and then um, before the guy dies off, Kingpin puts him in a chokehold and just... Of course. Chokes him to death. Yeah. Yeah. I just had an interesting thought. Yeah, about but uh, okay. real quick. Yeah, please, please. He choked him to death naked. Yeah. So Kingpin's yes. right behind you, just butt ass naked, just choking the shit out of you. That's kind of sad. It's the worst way to go. He would have one of the best, just if they just had a Fisk like line of comics on its own, because he crosses paths with almost every single yeah. New York based hero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And seemingly he doesn't have superpowers, but he's able to supernaturally just outdo anyone who does. Um, yeah. And randomly, this thought popped in my head. If if I had to write a Wilson Fisk graphic, Fisk to cuffs, because he's always getting locked up. Hey, hey. I you know hey, what? I want to write one from the the point of view from the uh, the guards in the prison, because those boys let everybody out. Yeah, everyone's lying. Yeah, that those criminals are in there for about a week at the most, and all of a sudden, Spider Man's fighting them all over again. Uh, so yeah, after they kill that guy together, um, we jump a few years ahead, and uh, the older Miles Morales is on a date with uh, a fine young lady. Yeah, so essentially they get out, and they, they're, since they're best friends, they're just helping each other, mm-hmm. and they open a restaurant. What? As yeah. you do. As yeah, you do. yeah, I mean, they're they, best friends. Dude. They have the money, you know. They they they're. You got money, ball out. Yeah. They they just decide. Oh, didn't they actually take out the the head of the crime family, the the mob? Yeah, that's where yeah, the yeah. Fisk got all his power from. So uh, he took that guy out. They use their money to like open restaurants, try to make it seem legit and everything. Fiscally responsible. Yeah. Yeah. Fiscally. <laughs> 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 yes. But uh, the older Miles, that's he not has. Bad. All these scars on that's his face. <laughs> so he's a little self-conscious of uh, how he looks. So he goes out on this date with this woman and things aren't going well, but Fisk comes over and tries to like smooth things out, make Miles seem like he's you no know, like cool guy. And he's just, him. Yeah. So uh, the date goes well. They end up falling in love, you know, getting married and this and that. But then jumps forward a couple more years and she's she died uh and miles are just heartbroken like he doesn't know what to do at this point anymore like nothing can really there's no fix. way to console him yeah in any way uh but then at the funeral like the Wilson Fisk curse and he, he had left new york too so yeah. he, he's out of the crime game and everything he was totally legit but after his wife died uh fisk shows up and tells him like there may be a way for you to get her back like I have, like, the top scientists, all the money, uh, and we think we found a way to go places where she might be alive. And so that's where uh, he kind of gives them the keys to everything. It's like, okay. here's, how you, here's how you do it. And I think that's where we jump back to the present. Uh, yeah. And then uh, our regular child like miles is uh back in school uh flirting with some girl or who what he thought was a new girl but uh has been in almost every one of his classes for like the last couple of years (laughs) but i guess that's what happens when you just don't go to class yeah everybody's new (laughs) when you leave every 10 minutes to go fight falling droids out of the sky what do you expect one has a hall pass. Yeah. Right. Right. And um, so they're, yeah, they're at this this little like nighttime event because it's like at the school Miles goes to. It's like uh, some of the kids are there all day. Some of them go home. Um, so they're at like a little, what looks like a little nighttime event kind mm-hmm. of thing. It's hanging out. Almost. <laughs> yeah. They're in school from like nine a.m. to ten p.m. Yeah, I don't like that. Um. And Miles is trying to go on a date with this girl. And, of course, that's not going to... You're Spider-Man. You can't just drop your responsibilities and go on a fucking date. He learned nothing from Peter. Yeah. So he... um, Where did he go? 
he he sees like this helicopter and just starts like following it and it looks like taskmaster why is that name so hard to say taskmaster taskmaster i keep thinking task manager and i'm like control (laughs) (laughs) say it backwards master tasker and then taskmaster master nope can't do that either Either, kind of not to like i know we're still in the middle of the story Mm -hmm. but there's so much back and forth with this story yeah it goes back it starts it starts at the end yeah it starts at the end then it jumps back again and then a little bit more to where that it started and then back again and it's just so fucking much (laughs) yeah yeah, so um, Miles and Peter both show up at uh, the airport hangar, or a hair, airport hangar, um, and they see Taskmaster get out of a helicopter, and Miles is just kind of waiting, trying to figure out what the hell's going on, but he thinks that um, Taskmaster is going to be meeting up with Miles Morales, and um, they're, Peter and Miles are both trying to figure out stuff <laughs> i'm losing it right now this this, this episode is going whoop. this story sucked <laughs> i kind of want to just jump to the end go for it all right so uh the story really did it sucks sorry it, guys it really to me i didn't read it they, <laughs> they end up fighting taskmaster again uh at the warehouse that everything kind of started at um Miles goes off on his own while Peter's handling Taskmaster, and then he meets the other Miles Morales face-to-face Yeah. as he's about to walk through the portal to get to this new universe to find his wife again. Uh, and Miles tells him, no, don't do it. And then he sh- the older Miles shoots him, <laughs> and then he walks through the portal, and then it explodes, and... That's it. That's it for like the main universe, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and then it jumps to the universe that he walked into, and uh, he sees that, you know, they have their own Avengers team. They're fighting crime, big city, you know, uh, evacuation, whatever. Uh, but he ends up meeting the woman who is his wife, essentially, and they start flirting a little bit, and he can kind of tell it's gonna lead to, you know. The, yeah, they kind of hit it off the same way they did in the original universe. Yeah. And then that's where it ends. Mm. But I'm I'm wondering like, what happened to all this guy's money? Like, he, he left it. Oh, he, he left, left it, it with, to his assistant. So, yeah. but then like he goes to this new universe and has nothing. And yeah, so yeah. Like, he doesn't care. All he wants is his wife back. God. It was really boring. Very anticlimactic. <laughs> all he wants is his wife back. Bores me. Jeez, Mark. <laughs> this sucks. Golly. Get this off well, me. I mean, what happened to the restaurant? <laughs> <laughs> when you have a guy like Miles Morales and you now there's potentially be a second version of him, yeah. you know, you have all these thoughts going through your head about like, okay, does he have spider powers? Is, is he, he Cuban? Is he... <laughs> Yeah, he looks like it. Like you know, and then you find out he's just a regular guy with no powers, and like his backstory isn't really all that compelling. Like, hold on, hold on. The backstory there, it is good. He met Wilson Fisk in prison, not jail. Y'all keep saying jail is prison. Met him in prison. They became friends, and then opened a restaurant. There was so much there. And you said Wilson Fisk choked him out naked in the shower. No, he choked out the guy. Oh, the guy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, sorry, 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 sorry. Now I'm just making my own story. Yeah, now you're adding to that's, it. That's, now you're trying to make that's it That's universe 61110. All right. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's um, it, uh, yeah, I mean, that stuff is cool, but, like, you don't really, there's, it's, it's literally, like, four or five pages of them, like, showing the restaurant that they own together, and then after that, it's, like. That's a lot of pages for a restaurant, man. Yeah. Okay, but the book's 23 pages. And it's a five it's a five issue story. I'm still stuck on the restaurant then. Like did did it look cool? Was it flashy? No, it just looks because like a if if you have a restaurant. It looks like it's from the Sopranos. Uh okay, because I would, my thought was like what characters could then show up. Because let's be real, Daredevil at some Yeah, if we're gonna like, build on this hey, if, universe. If Wilson Fisk has a restaurant, there's gotta be goons and henchmen and things happening around here. It's gotta be busy. So like It's I, just a regular I, restaurant. I feel like the writers just let that fall. 
Yeah, that's the problem. Is there, that's all cool if we build on that part of the universe. But we don't. Yeah, like I, I try not to spend more than like four pages on a single thing. Like if this, if there's a scene that's four pages long, it's got to be dynamic dialogue Build. and like description, and then like more of it comes into play later. But I'm not gonna like. It's a lot of time to spend. Yeah. Because it's think about it. On average, it's like six panels a page. That's a lot. That's a lot of time. Now, if we're gonna make a new story about Fisk running this restaurant and use Gustavo's thing and call it fiscally responsible. responsible. Yes. That I'm down for. Yeah. That alone is... Wilson Fisk is definitely responsible in certain manners that are criminal. Yeah. Fiscally responsible. Especially because they have... What's that bar? Oh, the bar with no name? Mm-hmm. Where all the criminals hang out? Just give me something like that. Just like we were talking about on the last episode where like we get like these different... like. A more in-depth story on the yeah. side characters. And Kingpin's not really a side character, but we don't really ever get stories about like his past or anything like that or like what he's up to yeah. like outside of what Daredevil sees or Spider-Man. I just kind of felt like he was kind of just... They needed somebody to kind of give yeah. the smiles money, and they were just like, Kingpin. Yeah, we're focusing a lot on Kingpin when he's not... Yeah, he... Just kind the of biggest part of the story. story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Overall, this sucked. Yeah. Not good. I'm not a fan. Wow. Sorry. Wasn't it? It was Bendis that wrote it too, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, damn. Don't worry. That book's better. That book's right, better. Let's hope so. He and most of his stuff is really good. I just I think like I I feel like he might have meant to leave it on that cliffhanger in the first one and never go back to it. And then they were like, hey, remember that part where you you left it and Spider-Man just said, oh my God? Why don't you write something for that? Remember how you ended it like the Gandhi movie starring ben- Sir Ben Kingsley? <laughs> <laughs> we can't have that. I just, like, I just didn't like it. Remember in the last episode, we, we I asked you like with the whole uh, how much content is too much for mm-hmm. Captain America to then all of a sudden become what you felt Batman is to yeah. see where they just overdo it and then you lose quality mm-hmm. and then your reply was it could happen with Spider-Man yeah I feel like this this was probably in your subconscious like me Miles Morales <laughs> it happened to me <laughs> like and I the variant like the the multiverse variant stuff I think because of where we are currently with all of that reading this even though it's from 2017 reading this now does feel like it's like come on more mm, 2017 i just felt like they didn't do enough with what they with the tools that they had no it just yeah it didn't seem like a it just seems like a half big story yeah i don't love it it sounds like he ended it with Love is universal. That was the overall message. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he just goes to another universe to try and find love again. Then he finds it. Yeah. See, but like, there's no like, there's no real conflict with any of it, really. It just kind of no. seemed like. Tell that to the man choked out in the shower. <laughs> Who wasn't I'm... important to the story at all? <laughs> yeah. No knows anymore. And you. Yeah. And you stabbed me, so I feel like I get to choke you out, like. <laughs> If I survive the stabbing and I have enough strength to know, choke you out, Steven, he just knows all. But I mean, they were fighting before that. Oh yeah, beef is beef. But I feel like if you stab me and I have enough power to choke you out, I deserve to. Yeah. That's actually a lesser, a lesser crime committed back. Yeah. So like you stab him back. Yeah. See. But he just stabbed him naked. Yeah. True. <laughs> or I mean, he, he 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 choked him out naked. Yeah, that's uh, that's a whole another violation. Yeah, especially because Kingpin's way taller than you. Yeah, it's domineering. Yeah. (laughs) Just pushed up against your back. That's gross. (laughs) And and his hands around your neck. His hands around your neck and then something else on the back of your neck. Oh, no. He is the only one naked in that whole... Yeah. I mean, he was in the shower. What do you expect? he was in the shower, but like... I'm not throwing a towel on to beat your ass. (laughs) Baby boy, Bing Rames. Wilson (laughs) Biggs. (laughs) <laughs> no, I want to stab you. 
Yeah, it's uh Hopefully they don't go back to that story. No. That would need a Spider Man. They did too. bring back that Miles Morales though. Did they? Yeah. And Scarface? Yeah, essentially. Hmm. Uh he came back with uh the Green Goblin. Mm. And he has pretty much armor that's just a little piece of all the other Avengers. So he has Captain America's shield, he can grow uh, like Ant-Man, boots, boots like Iron Man so he can fly. <laughs> I think he has Thor's hammer too. I got to check that out. I think he goes by ultimatum. <laughs> you got a choice. You got <laughs> to make that choice. That's an interesting, a very interesting concept they did there. Pick one item, one thing, one one specific thing from a superhero to make yourself out of. Because would you really choose Iron Man's boots? I mean, I would take Jarvis. I think he has a. Hey, yeah, there's another episode. We got another episode. <laughs> what would you instead of your top five? What items would you pick? Yeah. Appendages, torso, build your your own yeah, build your accessory. own hero. Get two, what, two I mean, have you guys? You guys haven't like seen any of that new Mortal Kombat yet, huh? I watched no. a few clips. Yeah. They do kind of take away from that concept too. It's mm. pretty interesting what they do. So you get to build your own. Not so much build your own, at least not yet. Maybe later on, but like there, there's a multiverse aspect in like. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's pretty clean. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, good for you, man. Uh, but yeah, I got nothing else, man. Nope, I'm done. No. I really hope you all can detox from this episode. Spider-Man so. 2. Um, we, even when we finished the first one, we knew that this was going to be a hard episode to get through. Yeah. That's why Gustavo's here. Weeks with the, ago. With the hot item of a publication. Yeah. And that was... That's, I mean... I talked about my stuff a lot. I was like, oh. I was I mean, no, that's talking. Fine. I was like, maybe we should just let this be Gustavo's yeah, episode. Yeah. <laughs> I could tell you the story, but I don't want, I don't want to. I'm like I said, Steve read. So. That was good. Where and when can we find it? Uh, the graphic novel, I don't know yet, but the zombie story, that, uh, I actually got to, like, pick how I wanted it published. Uh, I chose paperback and ebook. Um, they're gonna, like, make a whole website for the book. I get free copies. I get bookmarks, postcards, posters. Wow. Yeah, it was an awesome deal. Like, I was just, like, and comparing, the other one, the first deal was only, like, 25, like, free copies, and the other one, and the, the one I chose is that, that amount of free copies, and then all the extra stuff and a free website and all. I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to go with this. Quick question. <clears throat> Music is completely different than publications and stuff, but I, I wonder about people like Irv Gotti. Are there Irv Gotti's in the publication realm where they're like, Gustavo will never own his own masters? <laughs> like, how does that work out? As someone who has written items and who's sat, I've just, I've just sat, bro. I've sat on stuff because I'm waiting because I'm, I'm nervous to release it because I don't, I don't trust people. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, the, the trust thing is hard. I mean, and the cool thing is, though, like, they, as soon as they uh, agree to publish it, they copyright it right away. Okay. So they're not going to, like, use it without your permission, especially going over the contract and stuff. So that made it really, really easy. Um, yeah, and it's, it is nerve-wracking. Like, even with the podcast that I have, like, I haven't been on it in a while, but, like, all that kind of stuff, my poetry, anything, like, it takes a long time to, like, really trust yourself to like put it out there and know that's yours and then to like let that be a stepping stone for anything else that's bigger mm-hmm. that you want to do because um, the zombie story I started I think in 2016 just because I really wanted to do like something zombie I was like oh man like this is something I've never thought about doing but why not because I love zombies like it is ridiculous like my just like enjoyment of zombies because like there's the metaphorical aspect of zombies where it is a societal issue like mm-hmm. how many people are always on their phones always connected always this and this and this mm-hmm. even people driving like oh, all right i can't stand tesla drivers because <laughs> like tesla drivers just have become lazy like the tech is smarter but the people aren't some anywhere. tesla drivers some tesla drivers sometimes no drivers. say it with your chest all <laughs> tesla <laughs> drivers um you're lazy in, in my experience like so my 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 car is a stick standard transmission i'm always aware like always on it and a lot of the Tesla drivers who are around me will try and merge without a signal, mm-hmm. just simple stuff, like a signal, all that stuff. And that really does speak into, like, just being a zombie, just going through the... I even see, like, people... Like, again, I study martial arts and everything and self-defense. And I see people walking in the streets, 
headphones on, oh, looking sure. at their phone, just, and I'm like, I don't care, like, if you're in San Ramon, City, anything, I'm always going to be aware. Like, I haven't, I don't go running with my headphones in or anything, like, I'm always constantly aware. Uh, and so that, should, again, speaks to me, too, of, like, just being a zombie and, like, just trudging through life, kind of monotonously eating and consuming all this stuff that you don't really need and that's it that's enough it'll even not even survive but just like and even with zombies the whole point of the zombie virus and this the way it spreads is just overpopulation that's the whole point is is like it just takes over takes over and then there's nothing left for anybody else because it is a kind of a plague um sorry sorry (laughs) the last episode mark talked about what's killing the kids what if it's the whole time it's been just gustavo's zombies (laughs) Killing these kids because overpopulation. Yes! Sorry. Sorry. Oh, also on another note, uh, I was in college. I once watched a kid, because of lack of awareness, stepped off the curb and walked right in front of a school bus and got hit. Yeah. I don't know what happened to him, but I made it to class. Just like Mean Girls. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he probably got busted. Anyways. um, Yeah, so like... And the zombie story, in, in my zombie story, the kids, that's kind of the whole point. Is like, the kids aren't the one being infected right away. It's the adults. Um, yeah, so, like, there's that metaphorical aspect to zombies, which just, there's so much you can do with it, especially as, again, tech gets smarter and smarter and more, more available. It's like, but what aspect of humanity are we sacrificing in order for that kind of tech and all that stuff? Um, so yeah, so I was like, okay, cool. Let me just write that out. And I, I think I ended up writing like three, three chapters pretty quickly. And I was like, whoa, cool. All right. Like now, now this is actually going off. I think like for me within, after three chapters are done, then I know the story's going to keep going. Like there's no, there's no stopping at that point. Um, same thing with my first book. I got three chapters done and I was like, whoa, I want to do so much more with this. Like where, where can I go? Um, and then the, the graphic novel series actually turned out, it started as a, a video game concept when I was in college and I was, you know, I was writing it out and you're splitting from like the first one you go from Monday Pittsburgh to, or 2015 Pittsburgh to Victorian London back and forth. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that'd be kind of interesting, like play as a game and go back and forth and how would you do that? It, it was kind of like a, a dishonored kind of feel, I think. Um, and then the more I wrote into it and like tried to design the world, I was like, that's not a game I'd want to play. Like, but what could it be if it was a graphic novel? And then I started building it from there with the characters, the concepts and everything. And I was like, yes, that's what I want. And then um, I knew the zombie story. That was a, a standalone story. But the graphic novel, I had the one and I finished it fairly quickly within like two years. And then, um, and it's just a script. I don't do drawing or anything. And then I think about a quarter of the way through, maybe three quarters of the way through more likely, I started taking notes for the second one. I was like, okay, well now it has to go backwards. Because I introduced the syndicate group, but I want to expand on that. And you have to go back to being Sherlock Holmes, Moriarty meeting, um, Jekyll and Hyde, and then Jack the Ripper plays a part in it. And um, uh, even Poe in the beginning, and then it opens up and all that stuff. Um, yeah, and it's, it's really cool. Like I'm... Pardon me. I'm, I'm about, I'd say three quarters of the way through. Like, I just finished the, the end of the middle, and now it's all going to basically crescendo. And I know, again, I have my notes and everything. Like, it's even on my Google. Like, I can just open up my Google Docs and just kind of take notes in my car if I'm driving to work. And I'm like, oh, that's a good, like, snippet of dialogue. Or this Zombies. is Yeah, something like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this um, guy. <laughs> but, like, I'm not in my car when I drive. I like, or like. Not in your car when you drive. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, that's how Wait a minute. <laughs> Universe 6. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're talking about Tesla drivers over here. This guy's not even uh, in the car. He He's ghost riding. It's a drone. 10 um, miles down the freeway. <laughs> <laughs> hey, ghost riding. Uh, yeah, my car doesn't have ah. cruise control. But um, yeah, no. So like, I'm always parked, obviously, when, I, when I'm on my phone or when I take it out and stuff. Um, but yeah, and so that's happening with that. And it's just really easy. I kind of like I say that like it is easy but for me it's really easy to like visualize what the panel should be and how the story should go in the graphic novel and like I said Steve's read it and my little brother read it too and he doesn't like graphic novels but he read it because uh, he commutes back and forth and he was like you know it's pretty good he was like I, I liked it it wasn't too much and he read it while he was driving too no <laughs> he was um, on the train uh, <laughs> um, but yeah like it's just because I did 
have notes for the third book because it's only going to be a series of three nice so nice yeah it's cool congrats man Thanks. yeah congratulations thank you and i'm eager to get involved in the reading of it all okay I, if you really want to I'll, I'll send it to you it's a google Drive. I, I, I won't rush it you know so, I'll, I'll pay for it i mean yeah it's not a like i said you won't get pictures steve you really had to like how'd you like it steve i don't even know if i no it's, it's really good i was telling these guys before you got here earlier he said he learned a lot about the way people talk in London. <laughs> Which is weird. Oh, funny. I did. I didn't say that. <laughs> There's definitely only a small part of the first book that's in London. So. Um, no, it was great. Yeah. I I was telling them, sometimes when you're reading your friend's stuff, it's, it's hard mm-hmm. to read it because if it's not great, then you have to sugarcoat stuff. It's either you're going to sugarcoat it or you're going to be just straight out about it and say, I don't like it. Yeah. yeah. Um, you and I have known each other too long for me to sugarcoat things for you. Yeah. And you can't avoid them. And I, yeah. Yeah. Even, I mean, ever since, like, I think we hit a point where you would just not sugarcoat stuff when it came to my relationships and stuff. Yeah. And you've been with your wife basically for a while. And anytime I would come to you with any kind of relationship, you'd just be like, I'm so glad. Yeah. Because he would date and live vicariously through me and just, like, <laughs> man, what is... What is like one of them was a what schizophrenic, yeah. Who, who walked from uh, psych ward in Santa Cruz to Berkeley, and asked me to pick her up. And wow. I did, and it, it didn't end well. Like it, it just got weird. <laughs> oh, it did it. No, yeah, I surprised. <laughs> oh wow. Um, but yeah, there's and there's an ex that I have when I was when we were nineteen that he just refuses to acknowledge as a person, and it just makes sense. So yeah. Steven broke the fourth wall like She-Hulk. He's like, look, Gustavo, instead of Kevin, look, Gustavo, I, did it really have to end this way? I really want the story to go this way. Yeah, and I feel right. that this could happen. But no, it was it was really good. Um, and it, I I didn't have any notes. I mean, those, uh, I, off the top of my head, because I can't think right now, uh, I don't remember what that line was. You want me to tell you? Yeah. Uh, Destiny plots in... Secret with history. Yeah. I read that like 10 times over yeah. and I I don't know why it clicked with me or why it hit, but I just really like that shit. And that is a line that the antagonist says. Let's yeah. go. But it hits you and you're just like, oh. Yeah. Right. It's like one of those lines that just, it, it makes sense, but then you just like, you gotta sit with it for a bit. Yeah. Unwrap it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Put that thing down and reverse it. Yeah. <laughs> As the wise once said. But yeah, no, it was great. I, I, it, when you read through it, um, you don't have to try hard to like imagine what's happening in front of you. Yeah. It's you can see it perfectly, and I'm pretty sure that if I read it or if Gabe reads it or Mark, like, we're most there's a good chance that we're all imagining the exact same thing. Cool. I'm gonna say this: my my latest kick that I've been on is any kind of literature that I really enjoy. I'll buy a copy of it and I'll try to send it to some place that I know can benefit from getting the exposure. So if, and I got this idea because one day I went to the store and for some reason there was like a it's called feeding reading mm-hmm. and Kellogg was doing this like a back to school special where if you buy a box of cereal, you can. Based on that box of cereal with partnership, you can send a free book to a school, a library, based on the people, the authors that have participated with Penguin House, etc. Mm-hmm. So I was able to send some books by authors of diverse backgrounds to certain schools. So I was like, well, why don't I just do this on my own? I don't need to buy a box of cereal <laughs> to do this. Your wife was like, hey, uh, four is enough. Yeah, like, I, I did like 10. I sent like 10. Because we buy cereal. Look, look, we love cereal, okay? It's like the top of the food group for us. So needless to say, sent a few out, whatever. But the idea got back to him. I was like, you know what? I actually know some authors. Like, uh, Alan Chaucero. He has Pinata Theory and uh, this... His... I went to school with his wife. Yeah. In, we, in kindergarten. That boy's good. Yeah. 
<laughs> the very first point yeah. school. Matter of fact, <laughs> we learned our ABCs. Yeah, <laughs> right? we went to school together for like I, until fourth grade, I think, there and then uh, that's when they moved us out of that school. We went to Colonial Acres, mm. and then she had moved, and then when I Steven's when like, we moved you're in to my Hayward. Class? Steve, you're always out as daybreak fighting crime. <laughs> if you would say in class, you would know I'm not the new girl. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, when we went to, when I went off to middle school, uh, she was there in middle school, all the way through the end of high school, or until I left uh, Hayward High. Mm. Yeah. There you go. So yeah, Brianna. So I ended up Brianna. sending. Um, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but. So I sent his book. <laughs> yeah. I sent a couple of his books to the nice. Latino Cultural Center at Purdue University. They have a library there. And I said to the lady, hey, look, you're the director. I just want to make sure people can get some literature that's not always noticed or recognized or has not yet made it to being out there as like a top seller because, one, it can give more exposure. Two, it influences, it inspires writers, artists differently. What type of art you see, you know, the kind of storylines that are being told, etc. So uh, I've done it with a couple books now. Maybe your graphic novel could be the next one to get sent. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. I'm always down. I love... Yeah. I don't know. I just like... I think my... As an author, the, my biggest honor and like... Is always hearing how... Not even the whole story, just like aspects of a story I write connects with someone and really makes them like... Feel something that they didn't expect. Like Steve with that one line. I didn't expect... I never expect anybody to like have something I write and be like, man, this quote mm-hmm. really hit me. Like it really, and I'm, so like to me, I'm just like, cool. That's how I feel about this podcast. That's all I can ask for. Yeah. When, right. when like, Gabe said that I made him laugh last week and he brought it back a few times. Right. I'll still laugh. <laughs> I'm going to play it back after this episode just to listen to it out loud and laugh again. See, <laughs> that's all I work for, man. There you go. There you go. Um, but yeah, thanks for giving us all that. Yeah, no, no problem. I'm yeah, sorry to kind of. Thanks for our first, this episode. Hey, <laughs> hey, our first creator. Yeah. Our first creator. Yeah. Give it up for Gustavo. Published. There we go. Uh, well, and and we'll have you back on when the when the book comes out. The zombie. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm stoked. Like when I when I sent it to you, I immediately was like, man, I can't wait for like all you guys to like read it and just. Yeah, get your thoughts. And you should hit up that guy. See what he yeah, can he do. Might, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I'm not, I'm gonna be honest. Could be the high beast thing, but that Wolverine. Yeah, wolf. yeah. Wolf. <laughs> yeah. It definitely. All right. It definitely was. No <laughs> Let's I call it there. Happen, so. Jesus. All right, guys. You guys ready to eat? Yes. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening with us, guys. Uh, thanks, Gustavo, for being here. Thanks, Gabe, again. Thank you, for thank being you here. guys. Uh, thanks, Demarco. For those, those listening, I just shrugged my shoulders and put my hands up. <laughs> thanks, Steve. Come on. Come on, a little bit louder, wants, somebody. Thanks, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you said let's eat, and our stomachs were like, yes, yep. Steven. Yeah, they all checked out. Check out Webhead's podcast on Instagram. Yeah, webheadspod.com. Check it out. Bye, guys. Bye.